You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland, episode number one, How to Be a Conscious Leader. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here, because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons, and equally important, to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Back in 1969, management trainer Martin M. Broadwell described a model that he called the four levels of teaching. Now, I have used this model for many years, and yes, it is about teaching, but it's also about learning. And this model makes a lot of sense, but in particular, I want to tie it to you as an intentional, deliberate leader when it comes to learning. Because as adults, sometimes learning can, yes, be a challenge. It is difficult to change our behaviors, especially when we're in a leadership role already where we feel like our success and the things that we've done matters. We have to uphold a certain reputation, and so we want to make sure that we are performing at a very high level. In Martin's model, he describes four levels of learning. And again, the labels are a little disconcerting because they use the words conscious or unconscious. They also use the words competent and incompetent. And again, not everybody really wants to be called either one, unconscious, or two, incompetent right? (laughs) So that we have to get past this. But it's not really a, a judgy thing. It is really more about the opportunity that we may not have had exposure to or the focus or the opportunity to learn something yet. So let's talk a little bit about what his four levels of learning are, and then I'll give you an example of it from a leadership perspective. But level number one is about unconscious incompetence. Again, you got to kind of get past that label because it sounds bad. But really what it means is at this point, we don't understand or we don't really know how to do something yet. And we might not even know that there's a gap in this area. So maybe we haven't been, for example, exposed to strategic planning. I think that's a good example where people don't know, 
oh, there's a process. Oh, I have to think strategically. I don't even know how to do that. And so it means that we are uh, we are prompted all of a sudden to have to learn something and we don't know what it is yet. That's okay. Then we go to level number two, which is conscious incompetence. And even though we don't know how to do something, we now recognize that there's a gap and we think, oh my goodness, I need to learn this thing, right? And the process of making mistakes is also important in this learning stage because we don't know how to do something yet. So we're kind of experimenting and chances are we're going to screw it up. And you know what? That's okay because that's how we learn. How many times did you fall down when you were learning to ride a bike? I think I did approximately 3,452 times. I'm not sure about you. You may have been more coordinated as a child. All right, then we're going to go to level three. Level three is about conscious competence. That means we now know how to do something. However, by demonstrating or doing it, it requires some deep concentration. Or maybe if it's a step-by-step process, we have to really think about it. So there tends to be a lot of... um, for leadership, typically cerebral activity, right? We're thinking hard. If it's a physical activity, we're actually physically kind of practicing it, trying to master it and executing whatever that new thing is. The great news is if we bust through and we get to that level four, that is unconscious competence. This is so awesome because that means that this thing now to us is second nature. So if you've ever driven to work and realized, like, um, I don't remember how I got here or when did I get dressed? How did how did they eat breakfast? <laughs> just things that are literally second nature to us. We don't even have to think about it. We just perform them and perform them well and effectively. And, and we might even be able to multitask. So those are the four levels in Martin's model. I want to use the SMART goal concept as an example. You may be familiar with what a SMART goal is. Maybe you're not. And whenever I'm, I discover someone hasn't been exposed to SMART goals, I am super excited. I get really giddy like, oh, you haven't learned this concept? Yay, I'm going to teach it to you because it's so cool. But for those of you who do know, SMART goals is an acronym for how to set an effective goal. It was developed way back in the 80s um, as well, and it's been around for a long time. However, maybe you weren't in a position to have to set goals, so you didn't learn about this smart thing. So you might be at the level of unconscious incompetence. But what I'm going to tell you is that setting goals in this way is much more effective for performance performance of you and performance of anyone on your team. You are much more likely to achieve a goal if it is set using the SMART criteria. So that may pique your interest and you think, okay, I want to know this, right? Now we're moving into conscious incompetence. So then you have to learn what SMART means. It means specific and measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. When people first start learning to develop and craft a SMART goal, 
It is a challenge. Trust me, I have taught a lot of people this skill and it's grueling. Like, uh, how specific do I need to be? And what's the difference between achievable and what's relevant all about? And what kind of timeframes do I need to have? So there is a fair amount of learning about what each of those terms mean and how to apply them. But then we can move on to this conscious competence area where you can sit down and take a very, let's say, lame goal, like, you know, the kinds that we usually set for New Year's resolutions. I want to be healthier. I want to whatever, fill in the blank. Um, But when we look at it from a work perspective, it could be things like, I want higher engagement. I want to improve safety. I want to increase the quality of our product or service. All of those are generalizations. If we're going to put them into the SMART goal criteria, we have to kind of sit down and put that bad boy together, right? How do we make it specific enough? How do we add a measure to that? How do we ensure that our team can achieve it, that they have the tools or the resources to do that? What is it that is relevant about that goal? And then how are we going to put a time frame on it that would be most appropriate? So that conscious competence area is when you're really thinking hard about meeting each of those five letters of the SMART acronym to develop a beautifully crafted goal. But you know what is super cool is once you get that, you master it, you're going to get to that unconscious competence level where when you're really seriously like putting together goals and you just use the criteria, that's how you roll. And that's a beautiful thing to get to that level of competency. So why is this even important to you? The reason that I bring this up is because, of course, I called my company Intentional Leaders, which was, of course, a very deliberate word choice. And this particular model represents a key tenet that means we need to be intentional and deliberate in the face of new learning. Because as I mentioned earlier, for most of us as adults, learning can be difficult. So most people tend to get a little stuck, especially leaders that are very experienced and are very knowledgeable. They can get stuck in that consciously incompetent or conscious competent zone. The between those two levels is really tricky. And it's tricky because it gets awkward. And I very vividly remember in a class when I was teaching a group of leaders smart goals that one of them in the middle of trying to craft that smart goals, he's just like, oh my God, oh my gosh, like this is hard. We aren't gonna, we're not gonna all do this. We're not gonna all do this well. We already have goals, they've worked for us. Let's just go back to that. Hmm. Yep, that's a choice, actually. Or it's another choice to bust through the awkwardness and to get to that spot where you feel like you can master a new skill. That takes effort. And that takes sometimes us training ourselves to work through those feelings to get to something new. But you know what? That is such an important characteristic of us as leaders. Because if our team, if our staff doesn't see us going through the challenge of learning something new, then they are going to have expectations that may be unrealistic 
for themselves. Because if they don't see you ever struggling, then they're going to think like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be struggling with this. I can't show that I'm not good at something yet. And those are really dangerous places to be in terms of the environment that we want to create as deliberate leaders. So if you want to apply this model, which is a fantastic model, you have to think about three different steps to application. One is you're going to have to notice your thoughts. Notice those times when you're learning something new, where you tell yourself it's hard, you can't do it. Maybe you're going to say, I suck at this, whatever it might be. You're going to have to pay attention to those thoughts. Just notice them. Don't judge them. Just notice them. And FYI, you can notice them for other people around you as well. Step number two is we have to allow ourselves to feel all those feelings, which can include awkwardness, a little bit of maybe embarrassment, um, whatever comes up for you, maybe even frustration that you don't know how to do something yet. And we have to acknowledge those feelings and know that they're okay. They are not going to hurt us. That takes us to number three. I think it's also important not only to notice our thoughts and to feel all the feelings. The third part I think is super important because I think we need to notice when it becomes easier. We need to be thoughtful about when we have learned something new, when we have gotten through that journey, and celebrate those results. Because looking back, and I bet you can look back over the past year, which has been so challenging for so many of us, and I bet there are a ton of things that you learned how to do that you had no idea you even needed to learn how to do. And the process of looking back and celebrating what we've learned and how we've grown helps us to be more resilient in the face of future challenges. So Martin Broadwell's four levels of teaching and learning are fantastic to know and fantastic to teach your staff. One, we start out with unconscious competence, not really knowing what we don't know. Then we get exposed to an opportunity for growth. We stroll into conscious incompetence. It's going to be okay, people, because then we're going to go to stage our level three, which is all about conscious competence, where we think about it, but we can get it done. And then we zip up to level four with enough practice at level three to go to unconscious competence. Your job is to pay attention to these levels, understand it, use it when you coach your team, and use it when you coach yourself. It is a great practice and a great model to understand so you can go forth and meet all the challenges that you face as an intentional leader. When we're learning, it's great to have a tribe. Where is your tribe for upskilling your leadership? I'd invite you to join ours. Our community is at www.intentionalleaders.com. That's one L between the leader and intentional. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Join us next week where we're going to discuss locus of control. And if you like control, you're going to love this episode. And we're also going to link it to being less stressed. <laughs>